Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here today with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. And I'm Valerie Comer. Joining us today is Carol Mancato. When she's not writing about her imaginary friends, USA Today bestselling author Carol Mancato prefers binge watching pretty much anything to working out. She she believes peanut butter M&Ms are about the perfect food and Dr. Pepper should come in an IV. When not hanging out with her hubby, four kids and two dogs who weigh less than most hardcover books, she's probably being a band mom somewhere in South Missouri. Thanks for joining us today, Carol. I am so glad to be here with you guys. Um, If you know Carol's books, you might have guessed our topic today is royalty romance. Um, So... Uh, we're going to just jump in and you can see <laughs> even before that, if you are watching on YouTube, Valerie and Carol are both sporting tiaras and Carol even has a super cool castle photo behind her because she went all fancy with her Zoom background. <laughs> um, so do you know what castle that is, Carol? Um, it is one that I can't pronounce in Germany. Is it Neuschwanstein? Uh, yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah. So that is not where I would have gone with it. Okay. Yeah. So, um, New Schwanstein, fun fact is, um, it's one of King Ludwig's castles and it was the inspiration for the sleeping beauty castle in Disney. Yes. I did know that. Okay. (laughs) I did know that. It is a fun. I couldn't um, pronounce it. What? I couldn't pronounce it, but I did know that it was the inspiration for Sleeping Beauty's castle. See, there you go. And if you're a German listener or someone who speaks German better than me and I pronounced it completely wrong, um, I'm sorry, but that's how I've always said it. So that's what we're going to go with. Um, So we're going to dive in. Royalty romance, super fun, specific genre within CCR or Sweet Clean because there's some Sweet Clean royalty romance out there as well. And I thought before we dive into recommendations of our favorite royalty romance, um, let's talk about what it is that makes royalty romance so appealing. And we're going to make Carol go first since she's like our resident royalty expert. Okay. Why royalty? Why is it so amazing? Um, I mean, I don't know. It's just always fascinated me. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's that whole little girl dress up as a princess thing, you know, um, we tend to think of the glamorous side of it, you know, the tiaras and the jewels and the planes and the castles and, um, you know, do I have my own castle? No, I don't, you know, <laughs> and if I had a castle, surely I could afford somebody to clean it for me. Six um, or seven somebody's, hopefully. <laughs> maybe 60 or 70, depending yeah. on the size of the castle. Um, so I don't know, I think it just kind of feeds into that, um, also an easier life, at least, in theory fantasy because you've got the money that goes with it and you don't have to do the work a day thing um the way we tend to think of the work a day thing um you know and the the parties and you know all that kind of stuff i think is maybe part of it but i don't i'm sure there's like papers out there about it but that's my thought anyway cool all right um norelle what about you what do you think well, I mean, I, I mean, I've grown up in Australia, so we're actually a constitutional monarchy, and the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth, is actually technically our head of state. So I've always grown up with the royals sort of being in the tabloids and sort of being a thing. We'd have royal visits. I remember I would have been in primary school, which is elementary school, when Prince Charles and Princess Diana had the big royal wedding. So I was at the right little girl age to really enjoy watching a princess get married, and um, so it's kind of like it's 
kind of part of life, if that makes sense. Like we sort of growing up with that being as kind of not, I don't know if normal is the right word, but not sort of outside the scope of possibility, if that makes sense. But I think the thing that I find really appealing in terms of reading those types of stories is looking at the life of service that a royal, a working royal would act, actually does live because they're they just basically they're public servants. They're there to serve the people of the country that they're ruling over. Um, and where the freedoms that they don't have in terms of marrying for love and that kind of thing. So I think that's where it gets really interesting in the romance is marrying for duty versus marrying for love. Okay. Cool. Uh, Valerie, what about you? Canada's the same thing, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, yes. Um, so also, I, I grew up with the Queen's picture at the front of the classroom and singing God Save the Queen at the close of school days. Um, so yes, definitely uh, a part of my growing up as well. And where, um, f- for me, it was partly like looking at the, the royal family and thinking, oh, wouldn't it be amazing, you know, someday maybe I would meet uh, Prince, uh, I think it was Andrew, who's like a year younger than me. So of course he was way too young, right? Way too young. Yeah, way too young. Um, but, um, and, and turned out to not be somebody I would have wanted to be married to anyway. But that's the details. I didn't know details. that. <laughs> and thought, oh, you know, would um, just a regular little girl from Canada ever get to meet a prince and fall in love? So royal stories do that. A lot of them Mm -hmm. seem to have that um, just a commoner, just being in the right place at the right time and getting the attention of uh, royalty and literally marrying up by quite a long shot. And just little side note here, have to go here. Um, when my husband was about eight or nine years old, he sang for the queen. Oh, fun. Wow. In a choir. Yeah. But he sang for the queen. So one Very of cool. visits to Canada. Go Jim. Guys. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think probably everything you guys said, um, minus, you know, we had a little issue with the British monarchy. So... We that was a while ago. Yeah, we didn't keep them around. <laughs> it was a little, there was a little unpleasantness surrounding that. Um, but I would, I mean, I remember waking up at 4 a.m. to watch Princess Diana get married. Um, that was still Am I a the big only thing. one who didn't watch it? I didn't either. Okay. I can't remember why. I was young. I was, I mean, I still would have been in elementary school as well, but yeah. it's not something I would have been aware of. And I presume my mother had no interest. Yeah. My mom is who got, you know, who was talking about it. So yeah, she was always very interested. And like, I still, even today, you know, like Harry and Megan, I I keep an eye, Mm -hmm. um, have my opinions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I think in America, we, we like to watch the Royals, even though we didn't want to remain their subjects. We enjoy watching the British monarchy. I mean, not that they're the only monarchy going, they're not by any stretch, but, um, but I also think it's kind of maybe the adult version if you're not, because like fairy tale retellings haven't always been a thing. I feel like those are a little newer in um, the book world. And so royalty romance was sort of your next best thing. And Honestly, I think it's probably a little bit better, but we can do fairy tale retelling sometime down the road. Um, 
So, but you know, you still get that, you know, like, like Carol was talking about the fantasy of the castle and um, the people who clean your toilets for you and, and all of that. Um, yeah. And it does happen in real life. So we have Princess Mary of Denmark and she met Prince Frederick, who's the heir to the Danish um, throne at the Sydney Olympics in Sydney. So she was a real estate agent working in Sydney and he was out here for the Sydney Olympics and they fell in love and got married they've got about four children and yeah a real happily ever after romance story um yeah and she was a commoner she wasn't a royal by birth she was living in Tasmania which is a tiny a little state down the very bottom of Australia that sometimes people forget exists but it's a beautiful place yeah so yeah it does happen in real life yeah nice all right so um there is some overlap and some of the things we've talked about um, that make royalty romance sort of a unique place um, are sort of the money and the lifestyle. And there is a little bit of overlap there with billionaire romances. You know, some of those mm-hmm. same things. You have the planes where you can jet off and you have the big houses and the people who help you. But there are a lot of people who would love royalty romance and just eat that up who don't love billionaire romance. And I was wondering if, if anybody had thoughts on why that might be um we'll go to Valerie first (laughs) part of it is what what you one of you was saying earlier about the life of service right um because the in theory uh royals will be doing everything for their people where billionaires could come off as selfish and some of them purposely you know in stories come off that way where others come off as as really caring about the people around them but they don't have to they don't have to care so I think that's part of it yeah I like that all right uh Carol you have thoughts um I'm trying to remember who it was it was probably Prince Charles I saw a couple years ago where he'd had something like 750 engagements throughout the course of the year with the different charities that he works with and all of those sorts of things and I'm like good lord I could not do that I mean I mean, it's a lot. It's not just sitting around drinking whatever drink of choice and riding the ponies or whatever. You know, it's playing with the corgis. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's so much more than that, I think. And um, we see a lot more of it today than we did say 20 years ago, because we've got the internet, we've got the 24 hour news cycles, we've got, you know, all of these sorts of things that we didn't have. And so we see a lot more of that service kind of oriented stuff that they do that maybe we wouldn't have. I remember reading somewhere that um, Diana said one time that she would spend eight hours a day, like once a month signing checks, you know, before like electronic transfers were a thing that she'd spend like eight or 10 hours a day just signing checks for the different organizations, different causes that she supported. And can you even imagine signing your name for eight hours a day? No. Good grief. Um, So that goes with that life of service. Um, And again, with the billionaires, I think maybe we've seen so many wealthy people who have done it by climbing on the backs of others. And even though that's not what we would write in our books, most likely, at least not without some remorse and a change of heart by the time they get to our books, um that's not appealing I don't think you know and so I think that could be part of it and um you know taking a private jet somewhere for vacation when you've spent 
six weeks working with, you know, different organizations in Africa or wherever, you know, bringing awareness and all of those sorts of things is different than, oh, I just want to go on vacation. I think maybe, does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. That it's not just for me, it's for others as well. So maybe that's it. I don't know. I, I'll go with it. I like a good billionaire romance. So I'm, I may not <laughs> I be the right one to answer that question. <laughs> Narelle, do you have thoughts? I, the more expounding? <laughs> yeah, I think um, so. When I was at high school, one of the things that was, a, I didn't do this myself, but a lot of my friends did, was what's called the Duke of Edinburgh Award. So it's basically an award where there's a bronze, silver, and gold level, and you do different things, including um, whitewater rafting and a lot of outdoor things. But there's also community work and volunteer work that goes as part of it. So I think um, there's a lot of good that the royal families can actually do to really add value to people's lives. And um, this week in Australia, we've had an interesting experience with um, a very wealthy individual who's created chaos with our online world. And so I, I think I tend to have those negative connotations about billionaires. I don't know, there's a ruthlessness. Now, to be fair, if I'm reading a historical, I expect ruthlessness with kings and queens and stuff that's happened in the past as well. But I think now that our royals sort of aren't, the the government sort of sits beside them. They're more sort of figureheads rather than actually hands-on running the country and going to war and all that kind of stuff. So I think in a modern day setting, I think the royal family is whole concept it's just it's just a really sort of nice feel-good concept if that makes sense and billionaires um they have money and they have power and they can choose to use that money and power in a really good way and they can also um exploit people and use it in a bad way as well so can't uh, maybe it depends on my mood this week might not have been the best week to ask me about billionaires. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah um i don't know that i have a whole lot to add um i actually uh did a blog post on Inspire Romance recently asking about billionaires because my next series is billionaires. Um, and one of the comments was that um, there's a perception that billionaires are pretentious and materialistic. Um, and I don't think you get as much of that with Royals. Although, I mean, with our 24 hour news cycle, you do see a little bit more of maybe the not shiny side of um, some of the royal personalities. So there's a little bit more, but because of the whole idea that their life is more service-based than uh, personal gain-based, <laughs> uh, they, they can get away with a little bit more, so. And it's more hereditary. You're born into it. You, yeah. didn't, yeah. Um, you didn't choose it. You didn't, you didn't choose it. And you, you didn't have to, again, climb over people or climb on people. To get there and yeah. maybe that's because i started watching one of the arrowverse shows where that's the whole premise of the show is that you know these wealthy people have done it by standing on the necks of the people of their city yeah and that's probably not what we would write in no. our genre <laughs> but in secular market genres you may be more likely to see some of that sure i mean and especially like if you go the comic book marvel or dc either one of them mm -hmm. like the billionaires are not even like tony stark is not altruistic mm -hmm. um he's good but he's not altruistic well, so, and at times yeah. morally ambiguous and yeah you know um and then yeah. you've got uh, most of your super villains are <laughs> billionaires so yeah that's not a good thing yeah um yeah okay cool so let's then move into specific books yay um 
favorite royalty romance for CCR. Um, we're not going to just list Carol's back catalog. All right. <laughs> we have to, we're going to pick and choose. Um, and so who wants to start? Narelle, do you want to start? I'm putting you on well, the spot. Well, am I allowed to start with one of Carol's books? You, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can't say much about it because I know I have read it because Kindle has told me I've read it, but I think okay. I read it five years ago. And um, that was um, Along Came a Prince. I really, I remember enjoying that one. So by memory, that was where I had a look. Ellie was the wilderness guide uh-huh. and Prince Richard was the spare. And I think the spare is often a really interesting character in the oh, royalty yeah. romances because um, until the older sibling has the children and pushes them down the birth order in terms of inheriting, they have to sit there thinking, am I going to be the one that's going to have to take mm-hmm. over? And so I think that's always been one of the sort of royal um, stories I've liked because the spare in theory can go off like Prince Harry has done and do something completely different as well so they're not necessarily locked into a royal life and I think there's that element of choice in terms of do I stay in the royal family or do I go and do something different so um, I enjoyed that one so that's probably my that's my first book okay all right Carol what about you and you can choose one of yours too if you want to that's fine <laughs> um I'm going to go a different direction and go with uh, the one I've been reading recently, um, Hannah Curry's third in her um, Daughters of, I wrote it down and I said I wasn't going to look at it, but I don't remember how to say it. Heverell, I think. I I can't remember where the V and the R go and I try to switch them. Um, And I read the first two and they were excellent. I was going to read the third one, but she has this way of making me cry through like half the book and it was already a hard week and I didn't want to cry again. So the third one is on my list for as soon as I'm in the mood for a good cry. They're, they're excellent. They're young adults, which is a little different. Um, and they're in kind of this alternate universe in a sense where, um, religion belief in God is kind of outlawed. Um, but still exists in the, you know, kind of underground and the, what you think are the bad guys are really just kind of Christians who, although they use kind of different terminology for it. And it's really interesting and kind of fascinating to see uh, that and how it's starting to come back into the mainstream. And we don't, at, at the end of book two, we're still not quite sure how all of it happened, you know, 30 years ago or however long ago it was, but we're starting to get some ideas and I really want to know what happens. I just didn't want to cry this week. So I will mail you tissues. (laughs) Excellent writing, excellent stories. Um, I'm loving them. So that's my first one. So that one, the first one of that heart of a Royal is on my list as well. And I have not picked up books two and three yet. um, But I definitely plan to because um, like you, I found it interesting how she wove in faith um, Mm -hmm. throughout it because for the longest time I'm reading along, I'm like, okay, it's classed as Christian YA and that it's fine, it's it's great, I'm loving it, but but where's the faith, right? And then all of a sudden I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, right there. There it is. (laughs) And then then it's kind of like going through this little, dark hidey hole and then coming out into this sunshiny field and you're like Mm -hmm. oh now I see it all clearly Mm -hmm. Um, so that part was really fun but yeah the um, in that first one heart of a royal the heroine is um, 
is a best friend to the to the royal children who are now adults because her mother was the wet nurse to the princess and so she's grown up with them and uh, so she, she's an outsider she knows that her day will come when she will be relegated back to being a full commoner but of course the the princess has an older brother <laughs> so <there you> go. <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> you might never have seen that coming from the princess all right, I, I did read that one. Um, it was very YA. I will just yeah. Yeah. I will just say that it was very YA. Um, it was well written. Um, I do not at this time have plans to read the other two. Um, <laughs> it was good. It just YA and I have a complicated relationship. Um, so <laughs> uh, probably because I don't like crying through books so that you know that's part of it um, I didn't cry okay well I, it, it's apparently. the angst like Valerie yeah. and I um will go I'll tell Valerie sometimes that I think some some of her books when I'm beta reading I'm like there's too much angst for me here so <laughs> that's the complicated relationship I have with YA is I'm I have enough stress in my life. I don't need fictional stress. Um, mm -hmm. So um, I read The King and the Kindergarten Teacher, um, which is not Christian. It is sweet, but it is the most adorable thing um, in the world. It was so super cute. Uh, it's by Sinead Johnson. Um, and it's kind of fun because the king was very believable and he was very, uh, he was in New York City to give a speech at the UN. And um, he's like very much, you know, this is my job. I work for the, the people and it's all very serious. You know, no time for any of the trappings that might make being royal romantic. Um, and the kindergarten teacher was all about fairy tales and fantasy and uh, imagination and just encouraging these flights of fancy. Um, and so you know, it just really was fun to see her take this very serious man and convince him to see outside of duty just a little bit. Um, it was fun. Uh, I liked it. Um, I had started I that one and had to put it down for some reason for an extent. I didn't have any time to read for an extended period. And you've reminded me that I need to go back and finish it. You do. It's so, very cute. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the meet cute where, where the teacher meets the, the king. She's having this imagination daydream. She's crossing the street and she's texting her friend that she's almost there to this pie shop where her friend works. And um, dragon dry cleaning truck almost hits her and the king saves her from getting hit by the dragon truck. So, you know, it just the little cute little nods like that were super fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Nice. Um, Narelle, do you have a second? Well, the second one, I can tick off the book and movie category of this one. And that's, um, I'll, I'll probably say, I'll probably say Rachel's name wrong. Rachel Hauk. Is it Hawk? Mm -hmm. Hauk? I always get Hauk. her name mixed I think up. It's Hauk. Good. I got it mm -hmm. right. So Rachel Hauk's book, um, Once Upon a Prince. Mm -hmm. So I read that book a number of years ago. And then I really enjoyed watching the movie as well when that came out. So that was set in Georgia, I think. I'm going to look, check what that's I wrote right. down. I Maybe it's Nathaniel. Florida? Was it, was it Florida? Florida? 
That, well, Rachel lives in Florida, so I, I think it's somewhere, <laughs> somewhere east coast. Yeah, yeah, I think it's somewhere around there. And um, it was Prince Nathaniel. That's right. So the story premise mm-hmm. is that he has ten days of freedom before he needs to go and and marry and do his duty as a prince. And um, he meets Susanna, who's um, just a normal commoner, normal girl in Georgia, and they fall in love. And it's a story that mm-hmm. goes behind it. But it's just lots of fun. I think it's mm-hmm. that whole sort of that whole fantasy that Valerie was talking about earlier about the the commoner girl who comes across the prince and gets falls in love and gets married and lives happily ever after. It sort of really dovetails into that. So it's a really fun movie as well. So if you mm-hmm. haven't got time to read the book, go watch the movie. I, I enjoyed that whole series as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been out for a few years now, I think. But um, yeah. I, read them. I think I read them all and, uh, and enjoyed them. Yeah. She has a new series out that I haven't had a chance to start yet, but it's got a gorgeous blue dress on the cover. So oh, I've seen uh, that. New yeah. that cover is gorgeous. She has a new yeah. series out. Uh, book one is out and it's a gorgeous blue dress. I think she's running maybe in a field. I need to look at it. And, um, that, and that's royalty again? Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be three or four books, I think, from what I heard. Um, but so she's got a new series out. Sounds good. Yeah, I will. Um, I will Google it after, and I'll put it in the show notes so that you don't have to just like <laughs> scan Amazon for the blue dress. <laughs> I'll put the t- actual title there for us. <laughs> Do you have um, another one, Carol? Uh, Julia Kianini, I think is how you say her name. Um, she writes Clean Sweet. Um, and she and I have actually done a little bit of a crossover. Uh, she's got a Royal series and um, two of her, her um, she has a prince and a princess from two different countries that end up together. And they showed up at a wedding for one of my characters. And one of her characters, who's a prince, served in one of my, you know, it, his country's military, but had visited one of my countries and fun. so that was kind of fun so and they're they're really good and they're sh- they're um, sh- a little bit shorter I think they're like 40 to 45,000 words so they're a little on that shorter end so nice quick beach read kind of things uh, and I really enjoy uh, all of her she also has a billionaire series where their hotels showed up in my books fun. So, cool yeah so it's a fun little thing that's very cool Valerie um Sure. I'll go for, for a quick one here too, because this, I don't even remember who published this, a traditional publisher, put out um, a collection of four novellas a few years ago called Royally Yours. Why were mm, available, But each of the authors has republished their, um, the, Is that the Melissa Tag, Melissa, Melissa Tag, yeah. and Ashley Clark and Betsy yeah. And they are all set in this fictional town of Tinsel, Vermont, and it's a paparazzi-free zone. So royals and billionaires and whoever can go there without being hounded by the press is the premise, of course. Things don't always work out quite the way you plan (laughs) because there wouldn't be fiction if everything went (laughs) But uh, yeah, that's a a fun one as well. Mm -hmm. It was a really cute collection. I really enjoyed it. I remember Mm. that collection. I... I know I own it. I'm trying to remember if I actually got around to reading it or not. Um, <laughs> so they're Christmassy as well. As yeah. Well. So that was yeah. fun. Super fun. Um, so I actually, when we decided to do royalty romance, 
I really had only read Carol's books. So I was like searching Amazon desperately trying to find more than just Carol's books because I'm like, I can't just talk about Carol's books. So I found, um, well, I will say good enough for a princess is my favorite of Carol's. Oh, um, thank yeah. you. What's really yeah. sad is that the daughter in that book is almost old enough for her own story. Well, get busy. Come on. Wow. <laughs> I've got a couple. She's like 17 now, or she's like 11 or 12 in the book. And it's been long enough now that she's almost old enough for her own story. And I'm not sure how I feel about this. Kind of like how I don't know how I feel about my kids graduating high school. Yeah. It's the yeah. same kind of thing. I'm <laughs> yeah. not sure I'm okay with this. Yeah, that's fair. So, that's fair. Yeah. But we all need her books. So, you know, yeah. give it a year and then get busy. <laughs> oh, she's on my list. I have, a, okay. I have a list of who I've got left in this world to uh, write stories about. And she's on there. <laughs> So. Excellent. <laughs> um, but while I was searching, um, I came across The Princess and the P.I. by Angela Ruth Strong. And so you'd think with the title, The Princess and the P.I., that it would be royalty romance. So I read it and it is a super cute book. It is not royalty romance. <laughs> it starts out so promising because the heroine is um, wanting to marry this prince. So it starts out really well. And so the prince was going to uh, propose to her and he had her investigated as you do, right? To make sure that she's an appropriate princess material. Turns out her father was an embezzler. So that kind of is like, eh, no, can't marry yeah. you. So she runs off with the PI to try and clear her father's name and um, does not end up with the prince. But super cute book, <laughs> but it don't yeah. be like me getting all ready for your royalty romance. And then you're like keeping reading and you're like, wait, where's the prince? Where's the prince? But then the PI is so great. You don't care so much, but <laughs> I was like, yeah. I love those stories that have those <laughs> nice twists, like where you sort of, whether it's not just in the sweet spot of the genre, it has that little twist that moves it into a slightly different direction. I think Angela <laughs> does that very well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So um, that was my second one that I had written down. And then when I finished reading it, I was like, I should scratch that off the list, except it's, it is still a really cute book. So it's, it's still worth reading. <laughs> All right. We are actually getting kind of close to time here. So um, Valerie can do a little happy dance. We'll skip movies. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I watched a really sappy Christmas royalty movie last year I can't remember what it was called and I can't remember it was what it was about was it a Christmas Prince because that was super cute on Maybe. Netflix yeah yeah and then this year it was something about a baby because you know they ended up together last year so this yeah. year they needed a baby I think that was um, actually last yeah. year that they had the baby and it was oh. like and that was, was it two years ago I mean yeah. behind. four years since the first one came out yeah oh, okay yeah it's the princess super switch cute, movies though. Yeah. Yes. The, the, the princess switch fun. ones are fun. Yeah. yeah. Those are fun. Those are fun. Yeah. And then, I mean, I guess since we're not skipping movies, we'll just go a little <laughs> long. It's okay. Um, I feel like you can't talk about best royalty movies without mentioning The King and I. I feel like that yeah. just has to be mentioned. I love The King and I. Um, but I mm -hmm. grew up with like old musicals and that sort of thing. So um, I love The King and I. That's yeah. mine. That's my choice. <laughs> All right, Carol, what's your favorite movie? Your royalty movie since everyone else said one. <laughs> um, I like, like the Christmas Hallmark ones. I mean, yeah. they're all, there's no, 
surprise with most of them or anything. Um, there was one, I cannot remember the title of it, but where she is a journalist who ends up accidentally hired as the tutor for the little sister. Um, that's that's a Christmas that's prince. prince. Yeah, that's a Christmas prince. Is that the Christmas? Yeah. Well, yeah. there's like a Christmas prince and the Christmas prince and <laughs> a prince for Christmas. And, yeah. Um, what I really loved about that one has nothing to do with the royalty and Hallmark is really bad about not using proper terminology and like, <laughs> hi, you're the king. I'm going to call you your, your royal majesty. highness, yeah, not right. your majesty and that kind of thing. And that bothers me. Um, and I'm not even from a Commonwealth country, you know, but um, the little sister had. Um, I'm blanking. Um, it's not muscular dystrophy. I can't and it's yeah. really bad that I'm blanking on yeah. this because my cousin, my second cousin, um, had the same thing, but much more severe. Okay. Um, and dang it. And he was a character in the book I was working on at the time. Um, it's not my, his spine didn't fuse right. Spina bifida? Thank you. Spina bifida. Yeah. Um, she had a much less severe version, um, but so that really connected to, I really like that one because I was working on this uh, story with my cousin in it. Uh, it's um, uh, The Indentured Queen. Um, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Thank you. I love that one. I love Catherine and Benjamin and Catherine's brother, Alan, is a wheelchair bound with spina bifida and he's based loosely on my own cousin, my second cousin, who has since passed. Mm. Um, and so that one kind of holds a special place. Sure. So. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yay. Um, <laughs> all right. Now we're going to end. Since we all did our movies, our fast movie anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but Valerie even mentioned one. I just, we need to like keep, for your keeping score, Valerie had <laughs> input on movies today. Yay. Yay, oh, Valerie. Wow. <laughs> First time ever. Brownie points for Valerie. <laughs> so Carol, this has been so much fun. Thank you for joining us. Thank you um, for having me. Tell us the best places to find you and your books. Uh, my books are all available on Amazon and Kindle Unlimited. Um, so they're all there. Book number 45 just came out, Whoa, which is wow. really Congratulations. fun. Congratulations. It's the place to find me uh, online. Uh, my uh, Serenity Landing book club is my reader group. And uh, we have fun discussion questions in there. And um, there's always a discussion thread when the book comes out for, you know, spoilers and where you can go in as some of, some people will go in as they read and they're like, wait a minute, what about this? And <laughs> okay, I got to keep going. And you know, that kind of thing. And that's always fun. Um, and that's also where I kind of do kind of mini blogging. It's not really blogging or anything, but it started last year when everything was so hard for everybody. And it's like, you know, I just, I, you know, the first couple were like, can you guys pray for me? You know, my, my oldest daughter's just lost the rest of her senior year and, you know, all this other stuff, but I didn't want it to be just when my life is not going well. And will you keep praying for me? So it's like, you know what? Hey, I had a great day today. You know, this happened and that happened and fun pictures of my dogs and my kids and that kind of stuff. So not every day, but eh, several times a week, I usually post in there with that. And those are kind of fun. I think they're fun. I don't know about everybody else, but I think they're fun. Um, so yeah, a little, you know, insight into my life and my days and yeah. Okay, so. Cool. so Serenity Landing Book Club on Facebook. Mm -hmm. All right, yep. I will find the link and I'll put that in the show notes too. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Perfect.
Excellent. Um, then thank you everyone for joining us today at Story Chats. If you're watching on YouTube, please don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you don't miss anything. We're super close. We're getting really close to having 100 um, subscribers. And then we can change our channel name and the URL so that it's not weird. It'll just be Story Chats. I'm really excited about that. So um, if you haven't subscribed yet, please do. And um, we hope you'll join us again next week. Meanwhile, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>